So the phrase from the comfort of your own home might sound pretty good at first thought and in many situations might be a great thing to enjoy. However, in many of our situations now in terms of work and having to bring home a lot of our work due to the current and continuing to develop coronavirus pandemic situation, uh, more and more businesses are being closed down and that work is being shifted online and people are working from home. Now, again, that may seem kind of cool in some ways for some people, right? You don't have to slog into work on that commute. So there might be advantages, right, in terms of saving time uh, that you would otherwise spend grinding your teeth into traffic, trying to ignore the smelly people on the subway and trains and all that uh, not-so-fun commuting stuff. However, you know, working from home has its own challenges, and that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today just because I have pretty extensive experience working from home as a college professor. Um, you know, a lot of the work that I do in class one-on-one and lecturing with students is, is very socially interactive, but then there's the other end of it that people don't see, which is the uh, mountains of papers that I bring home, all the planning, lesson planning, all that sort of stuff. Some of which you do in your office, but I would say, you know, close to probably half, if not more, maybe, depending on the semester and the class of the work that I do, uh, is not in the office. It's not at school. It's done remotely. Uh, and again, when I say remotely, I mean just not having to come into the office, into school necessarily. And so you have to figure out how and when and where to do that work otherwise. And, you know, just talking to some people, some friends of mine, uh, not just teachers, obviously, but, you know, a lot of other professionals who are now working from home, there's a lot of challenges to really balancing your work life with your personal life when you have so many distractions and other factors in play in terms of trying to get work done. So I thought that that was worth talking about, again, whether you are a teacher as well. Obviously, if you're a student listening, there's challenges, as you know, working from home and trying not to get distracted. And again, anybody else in the workforce who is now facing this, you know, very substantial shift in in how to get their work done. Um, just hoping to share with you some lessons that I've learned, some of which might be easier said than done, but I think all are relatively practical um, at the least. Uh, and in many ways, they're philosophically pretty sound. And again, I've only learned this from years of trial and error and failure, but hey, those are lessons hopefully that you can learn from. Uh, so welcome to Professor Lab's podcast. And that's just what I wanted to talk a little bit about today based on an article that I just finished writing. Uh, it will probably be published sometime later this week. Um, but I thought I would share those similar tips in terms of, you know, how to manage working from home that I point out in that article here as well. So I'll include a link to that in the description once I'm done um, with uh, that article and, and publishing it. But I just wanted to share those tips now because I, I think, again, it's interesting how they are useful, I think, for everybody, again, whether you're a student, teacher, any other sort of professional. So the first tip I, I give, and this is a tip that many um, different people have actually told me. Uh, I've had uh, students even tell me that they've, you know, employed this this lesson in their own lives. So I think it's one of the universal constants that pretty much is a good place to start because we can all sort of do, and that is to make your bed in the morning. Having said that, I just got up to record this podcast and my bed isn't made. So 
again, another mistake, another <laughs> lesson learned. But the idea here is a relatively simple one, and it's a relatively useful one. Again, um, we all, all pretty much have beds, uh, if you're listening, probably. Um, I don't like to assume that, but again, that's a pretty standard common uh, idea that you know most of us will have a bed to make. And the idea here is that uh, what this does is it sort of gives you the ability to take order early on in your day. You know, we control so little about the larger world and that's part of the existential dread and <laughs> sort of feeling of lack of control and you know lack of purpose that many of us may feel at times. Uh, so being able to sort of take control of the little things in your life and especially early on in, in a day really sets the tone for the rest of the day, right? You know, if you can control little things within your own world, especially right at the start of a day, it really does set the tone and sort of sets the mood for how you continue throughout the day. And again, I've had other professionals tell me this. I've had students tell me this. I think it's great advice um, for everybody. So I would say that's probably my first tip. We can all do it. Try it out. You might be um, surprised by how useful it is, you know, how just making sense or order out of something as simple as that. Again, it, it sort of gives you a strong foundation to continue on with your day. Um, and so the second tip I give is, in fact, now that we're talking about beds, stay away from your bed altogether. You know, studies actually show that up to uh, employees are actually up to 30% less productive uh, if they're typing while laying down as opposed to sitting upright at a desk. Now, that is a completely bogus statistic that I just made up. But the fact that it still sounds pretty reasonable, I think, is... Uh, convincing or compelling <laughs> potential evidence that you should not do that. You should not do work in bed if you don't have to. Uh, and again, I've found this just from years of trying to do work lying in bed. It's so comfortable. And again, there are you know times when I'll do it, but typically I try to avoid it. You know, try to set up any sort of separate workstation because again, we associate bed with uh, you know not doing work, right? Um, it's a place of relaxation and rest. So if you can set up a, you know, even a corner at a desk or a table or anything like that, where that's the workstation, that's where you do work, you're going to be more productive in that workstation, um, as opposed to, you know, another place where there's other distractions. And speaking of distractions, that takes me to, um, tip number three, which is to isolate distractions. So what I mean by that is just as much as you can try shutting off, uh, social media, other distractions like that for, any amount of time. I mean, even avoiding social media for five minutes is better than, you know, not avoiding it at all. You know, ideally, you could go hours without using it. Um, but small steps, you know, add up, <laughs> you can make progress that way. You know, there's a lot of little things that you can do. In that regard, you can deactivate notifications, you can just promise yourself that you won't check Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, until certain goal points like, you know, 12 o'clock lunch or five o'clock end of the workday, something like that. Um, and in fact, you know, studies again, they show that the average American checks their social media accounts at least 80 times a day. Uh, and again, that's a fake statistic I just made up, but I really wouldn't be surprised if that's actually like an underestimate, right? I mean, you think how many times you log on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram in a day. Um, it's probably even more than that for a lot of people. So I would say, you know, just set up times to use those uh, platforms. Because again, especially if you're on a computer, and you're able to access those uh, forms of social media, well, now what's supposed to be your work setting and your workstation is being used for other things. And even the work that you do is now 
sort of just part of this full entertainment package that you have, as opposed to just focusing on using that for work. And so, you know, I would say as well, like set aside, like say on your, you know, desk, if you have a desktop or you have a laptop, well, only use social media on your phone or something like that. Like don't use it on those devices that you use for work. Again, that's not going to work for everybody. Um, but I, I, the, the philosophy is there, I think, in terms of at least trying to do that or being aware that that's sort of the reason why you would do it. Uh, you know, make work stuff for work stuff, make play stuff for play stuff, essentially. Um, and then my fourth step uh, or tip is to set mini deadlines or goalposts. You know, again, and I know this all too well from having, you know, my own deadlines where it's like, yeah, I want to get these papers back by this time or something like that. Um, and my point being, if I just say, okay, it's uh, February 5th, I want to have all the papers done and graded by February 15th, right? Um, and I just kind of wait, well, all of a sudden it's going to be February 14th, the day before, and I'm going to have the same stack of papers, none of which have been graded. So I like to sort of set up a uh, s system of, of goalposts, right? Where it's like, okay, well, uh, if I have 10 days to grade 50 papers, okay, well, let's do the math on that. You know, grade five papers a day, right? It's like, okay, that's that's great. Now I can hit those marks. And in fact, maybe do one extra in case I get distracted or, you know, something comes up or I have to, you know, do something else a different day. I'm a little ahead of schedule even. So sort of, uh, you know, identifying like, okay, what is the, the, the task or the goal that needs to be accomplished? And then having a plan to accomplish to get there as opposed to just like an end date of when it needs to be done. Save you a lot of rushing and will make the quality of your work much better, honestly. I think last episode was the one I did about outlining and it's sort of tied in for that reason because um, it's all about organization and, and sort of structure and, and how you plan things out. And again, these, these tools, I talk about this in class all the time um, in my writing classes, how they, they always overlap um, in terms of the skill sets. So I think, you know, that's just another example where we're ordering and, and structuring and thinking about why you're organizing uh you know, goals and content the way that you are saves you a lot of time. It takes a little bit more time, maybe up front, but not much. And again, it will, it will make the work better. It will make the quality of work better and, and doing it will be much more, um, I guess, you know, ideally entertaining, but certainly at least, uh, manageable for sure. Right. Uh, so my fifth tip is to just schedule breaks. You know, I burn out if I don't, <laughs> and a lot of people do. So, you know, uh, take time to really have time for yourself. I mean, again, that's easier said than done. I keep saying this, but it's true, right? Uh, and in general, you do become less productive uh, if you do sort of like work yourself out of uh, sort of, you know, just having any attention or having any energy left. And again, that applies mainly for mental energy, right? You know, we often think like, well, physical energy is being tired or not. But, you know, if you're in my case, grading papers, and you just don't stop for two, three hours, um, you're just going to not be able to really say much at a certain point. You know, this happens, I, I've noticed in conferencing with students where I meet with them one-on-one -on -one to discuss their papers. If I have 25 students to see in a day and, you know, however many minutes with them each, and, you know, sometimes they say like, oh yeah, can't you just meet like after, you know, these students? And I say, no, I, I need a break. Um, it's not a physical break even, or, or a physical reason why I need that break. It's a mental reason. You know, if I tried to meet with, uh, 
you know, however many students for three, four hours straight, at a certain point, I'm just not going to be giving them good feedback. And that's not going to be fair to the students who did get the good feedback. So I think that's a, a, you know, again, ties into this idea of goalposts. And if you think about for yourself and for the specific type of work that you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, you can sort of set your own, um, you know, mini breaks even. Just five minutes in my case can make a huge difference uh, in terms of sustaining that energy and that, that level of focus throughout the rest of the day. And speaking of focus throughout the rest of the day, I would say uh, tip seven, uh, six rather is to finish for the day. You know, this is where it gets very complicated as well with scheduling because many people, uh, based on the different types of jobs that they have, may have to log in for work for certain times. They may be in meetings. They may be actually doing video one-on-one. But for many others, it's just sort of that, that they're having being given remote work, which I think, you know, again, that really starts to blur the lines between personal and professional time where you're given a week's work, perhaps, right? And said like, yeah, make sure that this is all done by Friday, right? So in addition to scheduling, you know, when you're done for the day, uh, and this is why you have to schedule, you have to sort of plan things out. Because by the time you, you know, get to the end of the day, you want to be done with that work so that you can sort of at least have some semblance of a line between your professional life and your work life, uh, your personal life rather, now that they're the worlds, the physical worlds are sort of intertwined, right? Again, this is true for students uh, with their schoolwork. This is true for me with my uh, course, you know, work with grading and, and planning out uh, online lessons. And it's true for, you know, people that I've spoken to in other businesses who are now at home. Uh, it's more and more true. You know, they're sort of really trying to manage and uh, make sense of how to manage these lines with everything else going on. And so I'll just finish by saying tip number seven is know that change is coming. You know, I think there's going to be long lasting changes from everything that's happening right now with this pandemic and the economy and everything that's shifting and changing. But again, I, I don't think it's necessarily permanent or I don't think a lot of the elements as they exist right now are permanent, even though it might seem that way. So I would say just, you know, keep that in mind, have patience. Um, we'll get through it. Um, and, you know, we will return to some sense of normalcy. So you know, do bear in mind that this isn't necessarily a permanent situation for everybody. And, you know, again, that there are very good reasons and very specific reasons for why we're doing this. You know, the fact that we have to, many of us now work from home, uh, it's for a greater goal and a greater good. Uh, so I say that's always good to sort of keep in mind as well as we kind of navigate through these these strange times, right? So, you know, once more, these are just some tips that I've developed. They may not be applicable. You know, it's easy for me to say this based on my own experience and based on the fact that I don't have the same or, or at least similar distractions that many other people have. You know, I can't imagine uh, many friends even of mine who have, you know, a lot of other family that they live with or they have children themselves or they have pets or they have all of those things. That can get very messy, very complicated very quickly, right? Um but again, you may adapt any of these strategies to your own situation. And that's why I say the philosophy of them is really sort of what's important and, and what matters and what can make a difference. You know, you might not be able to follow all of these guidelines specifically, but you may be able to take something from them, at least in terms of the ideas, right? Like 
the making your bed example, I think is a good one, but there are probably many other examples throughout your day where you can sort of try to establish order in your own life. Like, you know, even, or, or combining these like scheduling meals, like have a specific meal time or something like that, uh, to, to look forward to and to sort of work for and plan for. So, um, you know, good philosophy still, I think in those senses. So, you know, I'll just end by saying, I think the, uh, I started with a cliche, right? So might as well end with a cliche. Uh, cliches, you know, they exist for a good reason. And it's because as silly and um, sort of cheesy that they are, they are still true, right? And so I like the one that we're all in this together because I think we are. Um, and even if you don't really enjoy working from home, which I think is going to get very old for many people very quickly, people are going to want to, you know, even go back to work. Uh, just for that shift, you know, that sort of definition between their personal worlds and their professional worlds. But, you know, know that there's a lot of other people in the same boat as you. Well, there's another cliche. Man, I'm killing it this morning with the cliches. Yikes, I think I've been home too long. So, see, I'm right there with you, okay? <laughs> um, but I would say as well, you know, my last piece of advice is to, you know, talk to others. Like, reach out to your friends, your family, and, you know, talk about like how you're adjusting and how you're dealing with this new world and this new current situation. Um, you know, what are sort of the challenges for you and what solutions have you come up with? You know, and what have they come up with? You, you'll be really surprised by, you know, some insights that that your your friends and family might have. Um, you know, I just listed seven tips, but there's many, 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 many more based on, you know, all sorts of different types of work and all sorts of different types of experiences. So I would say reach out to those people, see what they have to say, and you, you'll probably get some much better advice, I would hope, even than anything I can provide you. But again, I, I sort of have a little bit of background in this just by the nature of how my work exists already. And, you know, it's even challenging for me because I used to you know, one of the ways I mitigated, um, you know, this sort of confluence of, of personal life and professional life was, you know, even work that I didn't do at the office, I would go down to the coffee shop or across the street to the library to, again, it, it comes back to that main idea of trying to uh, have a line between my, my, my home life and my work life, right? Can't do that now. Libraries closed, coffee shops closed. So you have to find other ways to do that uh, physically as well as mentally. And you keep in mind, too, that a big part of becoming an expert at anything in life is actually doing the task, you know, is actually doing what, what you need to do, uh, in addition to, obviously, listening to lunatics like me um, and just doing research online, like, oh, what are the best ways to work from home? You know, reflect upon what you're, how you're dealing with that and, and what you can do to deal with it better. Because um, if there's one thing I've learned, and, and writing for me is a good example, I always tell my students that when they tell me that they think I'm such a good writer, I say, well, I'm only maybe a better writer than you guys are because I've been failing at it longer, but I've been learning as I fail. So keep that in mind. You, you learn from these challenges and struggles as long as you're constantly reflecting upon them. So anyways, uh, that's all I wanted to talk about today. Um, I wanted to, you know, just wish you all the best. I know again, that th these are sort of challenging times in many ways and um, I wanted to wish you a good morning because I think I'm finally going to publish this episode at the right or scheduled time that I say that I will on the, uh, the our main website. I know it sort of jumps around normally because my schedule is so crazy. 
uh, because of these reasons of me trying to schedule out remote work. But I think even moving forward, um, you know, hopefully we'll have more regularly scheduled episodes like this. So good morning to everybody. I probably should have opened with that. I'm adjusting to doing morning episodes as well. So bear with me. Um, but hopefully again, we're going to have episodes every week now. Um, we have some guests and interviews coming up, which I think are going to be really interesting uh, and really fun. So check back for that. You can uh, subscribe for updates on our main website. So that's professorlabs.podbean.com. And I would love to hear more about what you guys think about any of these tips, as well as if you have any tips of your own. Like I said, I'm always trying to learn. So if you have your own tips or advice or questions about what I've shared, um, you know, please reach out. You can comment on this episode. You can tweet at us directly um, at Joe T Labs on Twitter. And uh, again, we'll be back soon with uh, more information, more content, more to talk about, a lot more to talk about to come. Uh, so until then, hope you guys have a fantastic week. Please, um, you know, share this with anybody who you think might be interested and let us know what you think as well. Um, and other than that, you know, everybody, please be safe, uh, try to be happy and keep hanging in there. And as always, as I say, keep learning. Thanks again. Take care. Bye bye.